it must be, or the media would warn them of impending doom and gloom. And as long as we get trivia in Hollywood and the stars are marrying and having divorces and getting in the sack with each other, then there's lots to occupy our spare time rather than all the serious stuff, which is awfully depressing. And, and that's how it's been created, this matrix. The old matrix was different. They depended upon nationalism. And we've got to remember that the monarchs of all the old countries uh, are the ones who profited from creating borders and keeping their own families in power for centuries and centuries. Now they're simply changing the system for a global system. They're in bed together. I'll be back after the following messages. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Hi folks, Alan Watt back with Cutting Through the Matrix. And sure enough, there is war in the heavens, eh? And war is on earth, and it is stress the nations, as they say. But who better to tell you than those that planned it a long time ago? And that's where we are today, the distress of nations as they look for new enemies. They terrify the public with, but they won't tell you that the enemy leaders are all in the same club, a big global club. And with that club, they're bashing us on the head with it to get us all to go along with having no freedoms, no independence. We've got to be interdependent, meaning we have to, to belong 100% to their system or not at all. We're not in their system, and they haven't given us any alternate place to go. We're heading towards this at one tremendous pace. Now, this exercise coming up on the 15th, I think it is, in the U.S. and Canada, this big uh, supposed uh, vigilant something or other defense exercise supposedly had Bush talking about a potential enemy, which could be potentially, it's always potentially, Russia or China, or it could be a, a plague that hits us, like the avian flu. And the only thing he didn't mention was is to protect us against a comet coming in. That's something that they would have used in the Middle Ages from the priests. But they've tried everything else. So the whole idea is to terrify the public because think that there's a lot of big bogeymen out there and they're going to protect us, but they're going to take our freedoms away in doing so. You understand. It's the only right way to do it. Now, I think we got an early caller here, Ryan in New York. Hello, Ryan. Are you there? Hello. You can hear me? Yeah. Hey, um, so I guess what we're trying to do is, you know, completely change the world. We have to. And uh, so... For someone who's not that well armed in the esoteric, I was, you know, maybe the best way to start is to find out, you know, our own psychopathic traits, mm -hmm. deal with that, yep. and then somehow make that to be the start of changing the world. I don't know. That's what I was well, thinking. Well, that, that was thought of thousands of years ago, because there's nothing that we had mentioned today in that line that wasn't discussed thousands of years ago. Uh, they, they talked about uh, what evil it itself was, 
something that's not mentioned today because in the new atheistic society, evil is only a human judgment on the course of events. It either follows out for the benefit or the detriment of one group or another. That's the modern explanation. So they've thrown evil out the window, and therefore we see it happening all around us, and we ignore it, thinking it's quite natural. But but the problem is they always said uh, that for any journey to change anything, you have to start uh, within. The journey was to explore yourself, know thyself. And so you're quite right. Until we understand the traits of basic survival and how far do you go for basic self-preservation, uh, and as opposed to the, ex- the exaggerated neurotic uh, need to dominate others, that's where you draw the line. Now, the psychopathic types have no problem with that. They don't sit and fret over becoming a monster. They see that as the natural way of the world, and that's what's promoted in Darwinism and Darwinistic socialism. For the ordinary people, we can call them at the top the psychopaths, because they are against uh, human nature. They're an aberrant type, a deviant type. Uh, However, amongst themselves, they view history as being a natural course of events of themselves and their predecessors dominating the herd. So they think uh, they're quite normal. They think they're at the top of the pyramid because of their ability for self-preservation at any cost, even the cost of, of millions of people that they push in the way of disaster to save themselves. So it all depends on how you look at something, the perspective. For the deviants, they, they see themselves as the most evolved species on the planet. And then we still make a decision to accept them as... As masters, yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem, too. Uh, mind you, we have had hundreds of years of indoctrination of religion that stressed obedience to the system. And, and, and that's why you realize that uh, uh, after the uh, Catholicism had its arch enemy, Protestantism, um, the, the King James Bible came out. That came out for political reasons, and that was to, to give a hierarchy on earth of the king and the nobility and all the, the, ascending, the descending order down to the peasantry at the bottom. It was to reinforce the king's divine right. And so all... Um, sciences that were known at that time were used on the people. Today, we're under national and international educational systems, which now use scientific techniques of early indoctrination. Plus, we have inoculations. Plus, we have modified food. We have fluoride in the water to dumb us down. So we're under scientific attack as well. And school starts so young, and you're tricked into thinking that that's what you need to get anywhere. Yes. And, and you think you're going for it. You know, it's 1950, the National Educational Association, headed by the Association of Psychiatry, had a meeting in Washington, D.C. In fact, they a meeting at, at the White House. And that's where they signed a, an agreement to use psychiatry in the schoolrooms to, to give a psychiatric uh, indoctrination, a psychological indoctrination, scientifically designed along uh, the theory that man was just an animal and therefore the higher animal could be trained with the Skinner type of technology. And, and that's happened. It's happened. It's totally integrated now because government was always dealing, always in all times and all ages, has always dealt with holding power over the people so that a small elite could live in incredible luxury. 
So from their point of view, it seems quite logical, you understand, to use every part of the arsenal. And that's why all psychology, all psychiatry, and all experimentation in human behavior has been completely funded by all governmental institutions at the top, unlimited financing to use these techniques on the people for control. And then you can just use that to uh, indoctrinate any you know, candidate or initiate into justifying his own yes, psychopathic... Uh, and tomorrow, in the blurb tomorrow, in fact, if you listen to it, I go into some of the techniques by one of the, the main characters involved from his own book. I go into the different techniques of mind control on the masses, on whole nations, and, and how it was well understood back from the 1920s right onwards. Yeah. So, but, I mean, even, even if I was given power, I'm pretty sure the first thing I could manipulate would be people's emotions. You must, because you intensify any idea false or otherwise, it doesn't matter what the idea is, but you can intensify it if you fix an emotion to it. And so we all cringe when we hear certain words that are slanderous words that are put at you. If you're trying to speak some truth, you'll be labeled with some nasty slogan. And, and that's meant to silence you because there's an emotion attached to the slogan. This, is, again, was well understood. And people should read the writings of Beria, who was the NKVD leader, of the Soviet Union when they were using the, the experimental techniques on the public. Lenin himself said, we shall win by, by the use of slogans. Oh, yeah. There's a slogan going on for years now. We, will, uh, we won't forget. Yeah. And, the old song. The old uh, song. You can't forget what you don't know. <laughs> exactly. And, and you're always getting new slogans to add on to the old ones to reinforce them. They're called reinforcers, by the way, in psychology and they update them and reinforce them to make sure it's implanted well in your mind so you automatically respond when you hear the catchword or the phrase. You immediately think or, or come up with an opinion, but the opinion actually is not your own. It's what's been downloaded into you, and that's how you respond. Yeah, because I definitely see, you know, someone will see, we will never forget, they'll hang their heads down, and they'll let all those things, you know, Patriot Act, War with Iraq happen, that's, That's correct. Again, peace and safety. You've got to understand that uh, Caligula and others, the old Roman emperors, uh, said that, that, in fact, they'd often turn their troops on the public, but they'd do it as a pretense of saving the public. So they did, and it's well exposed in the fall, uh, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, how, how different Caesars would, would start some riot or something or a fire to main buildings and yeah. then say that they were terrorists, then they would let loose the military on the public that was merciless and took away all the freedoms and rights of the people for certain periods. And that would last as long as the public accepted it until a new tyrant came up along and overthrew the previous one. And nothing has really changed in the world of psychopaths. They are allowed to an extent in this system, this big club that they belong to at the top, if a certain amount of competition uh, but no more than a certain amount of competition. When one of them gets out of hand and doesn't play, play ball with the rest of them, uh, he's disposed of. Uh, but they are allowed a certain amount of competition at the top. And that's why once in a while one of them is allowed to squeal on what the others are doing. What he's really saying is, I know too much, you're not paying me enough, and I'll yeah, expose yeah. it. And this happens all the time. 
Yeah. Or even if you are if you are a psychopath and you're smeared in the paper, it's not going to affect you. Oh, it doesn't affect you at all. Yeah. They, they have a saying you often see if, they, if they're convicted of, of something, a fraud or whatever, or embezzlement, I and they're very think. wealthy, they'll, they'll say that, that um, history will exonerate me. And, and that's what the Masons say at the very top. And we've seen it here in Canada with Brian Mulroney when he was, he was charged with a 5% kickback from all government contracts, federal government contracts were given out oh. back to the party. And he did sue the Canadian government, and he was exonerated eventually. I'll be back after the following messages. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. It's been five days and nights of solid rain here in Ontario, where I am, and there's a standing wave right over the top that just doesn't move. It's like two big vortices uh, whirling around each other, and nothing's moving. But typical of the Tesla technology, when you're having flooding in the middle, you have a heat wave round about you, and that's what they're having even in southern Michigan. We saw this before when they were doing the same with Alberta two or three years ago. They were flooding them out, and right all around them they were having this heat wave. Same old Tesla technology, but wonders will never cease. And speaking of rain, I think we have John in London. Are you there, John? Hello, John? Um, hello? Hello? Yeah, I can. you've suddenly gone faint. <laughs> okay. I'll um, I, I can't hear you. Okay. Hello? Yeah, I think. Hello. Yeah. You hear me now? Just about, yeah. Yeah, carry on then. Um, basically, uh, I, I had thought to phone you on Friday and then put it off. Heard a couple of your previous broadcasts after Friday, um, basically talking about this U.S. Northcom uh, yeah. martial law exercise. Yeah. And... Uh, well, I'm sure you're aware of this No More Wars for Israel rally this weekend. That's right. 12th, 13th, and 14th, pardon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, October the 13th, of course, will be the 700th anniversary of the um, Roundup of the Knights Templar. That's right. Mid-October, yeah. Well, this this is it. I mean, I'm wondering if the October surprise is, is everything seems to be pointing towards this weekend with you know loads of little bits and pieces, and then then you suddenly this this exercise, which presumably the, the participants will be ready before the exercise is scheduled to start anyway. Sure, could be very easily. Pulled uh, forward a bit, um, a bit. Yeah, well, well what, what, you're what right. Your on, yeah, 
You're, you're right um, in, in that um, October's a famous month for them. That's when the Bolshevik Revolution occurred as well. It was Red October. Um, the Knights Templars round up. Uh, and the Knights Templars being the bankers of the world at the time that issued the first uh, checks, in fact, instead of the, the, the coin that they were using. And uh, they didn't all get caught, of course. A lot of them escaped. Many of them went to Argyllshire in Scotland. The gravestones are all yeah, over the place there. And um, you, you find, too, that, uh, that the banking industry stemmed from them. And many of them went in to become the leaders of, of Muslim, Christian, and Jewish religions uh, from then on with the vast wealth which they'd accumulated. And uh, uh, so it's quite interesting to see their histories, really, these characters. They're all interrelated right back to the old Knights Templars. But October and Red October is also famous and even further, uh, more ancient times, because of the Orionids, because Orion, the, who is the hunter in the Zodiac, uh, and the, the pharaohs uh, made a great reference to Orion as the hunter. The Orionids are the meteor showers that come round every year in October, and uh, they flash kind of reddish color as they come into the atmosphere. They come in from the east. And uh, so this is, this is an ancient system that always uses October, uh, uh, October again. Uh, Isn't it Scorpio meant to be biting the sun or something? Uh, he was, Scorpio also is, is really Judas. Judas uh, gives it the kiss of death. The kiss of death from a scorpion leaves uh, is like marks from the lips on its victim. And so the, the sun is always uh, given the kiss of death at this time of year. And then in December, he dies and rises again after hanging for three days and three nights. That's the sun that doesn't rise any higher towards the, um, in its path, its journey, until the three days are over in midwinter. And it's an ancient religion. It's been used over and over again. Yeah, yeah uh, well, as, as I say, I just had to you know, mention the, these sort of ties that seem to be coming together. I, I don't know, you know, as I say, I don't want them... I've got a feeling that some Muslims, quote-unquote... Uh -huh. We'll be blowing something up. That's that's. No, no, that's, that's right. Oh yeah. I mean, I any, anything's wrong. possible. A anything's possible now, and uh, and I wouldn't be surprised because they have to do something eventually to keep all this going. Instead of crying wolf, they got to get something to try and justify it because the public go back to sleep. They become disinterested. It's not so exciting. And uh, because they have tremendous plans. And now, now they are turning away U.S. citizens who are trying to cross into Canada if they have any, even civil charges brought against them, such as trespassing. And two peace activists were turned away on October the 3rd. They were the, head of, or the heads of two big peace organizations because they had a trespassing ticket at the United Nations uh, given out when they tried to deliver a petition so they're, they're using this new database, this complete database, for turning people away. I'll be back after the following messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Everybody rolls with their fingers. 
fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Hi, folks. Alan walked back with cutting through the matrix. And just before I go on to the next caller, I'm going to read a little bit of this this uh, report that came in about uh, the U.S. citizens being turned back from the Canadian border and back into the U.S. Two well-respected U.S. peace activists, Code Pink, and Global Exchange co-founder Medea Benjamin, retired colonel and diplomat Anne Wright, were denied entry into Canada on October the 3rd. The two women were headed to Toronto to discuss peace and security issues at the invitation of the Toronto Stop the War Coalition. At the Buffalo Niagara Falls Bridge, they were detained, questions, questioned and denied entry. In my case, the border guard pulled up a file showing that I had been arrested at the U.S. mission to the U.N., where on International Women's Day, a group of us had tried to deliver a peace petition signed by 152,000 women around the world, says Benjamin. For this, the Canadians labelled me a criminal and refused to allow me in the country. The FBI's placing of peace activists on an international criminal database is blatant political intimidation of U.S. citizens opposed to Bush administration policies, says Colonel Wright, who is also deputy U.S. ambassador in four countries. The Canadian government should certainly not accept this FBI database as a criteria for entering the country. Now, it goes on to say that they were given a particular term Uh, They would be allowed back in if they had been criminally rehabilitated. That's right out of the Soviet propaganda because we've adopted the whole Soviet system. It is here. Now we have Alex in Chicago. Are you there, Alex? How are you? Not so bad. Uh, It's an honor speaking with you. I've been uh, trying to call you, and uh, thank you for taking my call, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Continue. uh, May I ask you a question about the book that I heard on a Jordan Maxwell show? Uh-huh. Uh, it's entitled Thy Will Be Done, The Conquest of the Amazon by Gerald Calby and Charlotte Bennett. Uh-huh. And it's a thousand-page read. And uh, I, I just would like to uh, listen on your take and if you would actually recommend and advise your listeners to read it. Are you familiar with that work, sir? I know the book you is talking about, yeah. Uh, there were a few published, a few different ones published by different explorers at the time, yeah. Uh, would you recommend uh, me buying it and uh, actually reading? It's a thousand-page read. Um, do you know what year the copies are, the, the copies that you'd be buying? Uh, I believe it's 98, and uh, quite a few of them are 2003. Uh-huh. They're reprints. Yeah. It's up to yourself. I mean, um, to be honest with you, there's other books out there that might be cheaper uh, Mm -hmm. and and containing the same information. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of it cannot be verified either. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you've got to realize that all more modern books have been so heavily tampered with and uh, even republications uh, that Mm -hmm. you never really know how much has been changed, altered, or omitted and so if you can get books going back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, up to 1920, you have a better idea of what was published in more detail 
back then. Since then, everything has been so heavily censored. And even today, we'll, we live in such a, a, a maze of disinformation, bizarre and fantastic information, which is all counterintelligence attached to the truth, um, mm-hmm. that you have to use your own common sense as to where you spend your money. Right, and those books are very expensive, the ones yeah. that were published prior to 1800. Well, sir, yes. I will not uh, keep you much longer. May I ask you a second question, and it will be my last one today. Uh-huh. Uh, my question pertains to religions of the world. Um, if all religions were created for control purposes, so elite could exercise the power on laity, then um, do any major religions have a divine power involved, or I might say uh, sacramental origins in the beginning of their movement? Mm-hmm. Well, well, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. If you take any of the religions... They were all revolutionary in nature, and that they changed the old order of something into the new order. And, and the only way that they worked was by appealing to something innate within every human. Uh, and, and that was the not just the suspicion, but the feeling, this, this strange feeling. Something's denied by science, but this feeling that there's something much bigger out there than just us, an intelligence, if you like. And so they had to appeal... Uh, to the emotions, but even if you take Buddhism, I mean, the original uh, Buddha uh, spoke out against reincarnation. He said he came to stop the incredible torment and abuse of the belief in reincarnation because it created the class society of Brahmins all the way down through the different castes. But uh, 200 years after his death, very similar to the to the Christian religion, uh, all the sects of Buddhists that had henceforth uh, 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 grown up um, got together and established the new tenets, and they, they tacked Hinduism right back onto it again yeah. to control the people and keep the old system going. Christianity came out of the same thing. Uh, people forget that thousands of Christians were slaughtered mm-hmm. voluntarily. They would not bow and, and, and uh, worship the Roman god. Uh, which right. was generally the Caesar, and you'd never find Christians today who would, who would believe in anything uh, with any such tenacity to, to give themselves up. Uh, so, uh, in other words, all religions today have been tamed. They're very domesticated, and in fact, they, they tend to uh, support the, the, the tyrannical establishment that dominates society, mm-hmm. well, even though they started have... off uh, to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. You actually answered the second part of my question because I was going to ask you if uh, all the doctrines or all the teachings that were started by main founders were watered down or somehow uh, intervened by higher authority. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you answered it quite well. Thank you. And um, uh, would you say so that, in, for example, for Gospels or for Christian Bible, would you say the words of Jesus were somehow... Um, uh, somehow intervened by the church and were changed in order to appeal to the masses and yeah. or for example Jesus says that Jesus calls all Christians basically sheep yeah, and basically that's right. calls them dumb uh, animals who walk around uh, in, uh, beside the pastor yeah. and this is I think very insulting to, in, to my intelligence and to any intelligent human being Who's thinking for themselves? Mm-hmm. And would you say that uh, uh, Jesus' words in the four Gospels were altered? 
Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, the, the Gospels, the reason they had 12 disciples was for the 12 uh, symbols of the Zodiac. Just, just like the blessings on the so-called 12 tribes of Israel, they're identical, in fact. If you go through the meanings of the words and the names, they're, they're the same things. They're the Zodiac. Jesus is the Son. It's the same thing um, with the tribes of Israel. The tribes of Israel, if you look at the blessings given to each one, it's actually uh, the description of, of, of part of the Zodiac. Each one is part of the Zodiac. And the, the reason that they chose four Gospels was for the north, south, east, and the west. It was for the four corners as well of the world, as they called it, the square, the ashlar, the perfection. And uh, it's highly Masonic in its origin. Uh, Jesus itself from the Latin, there's no such thing in Hebrew as Jesus. And you'd have, yes, you would be the closest you'd get to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Jesus, um, in a sense, if you were to speak it in French, is je suis, meaning I am. And that's what Mm -hmm. every Mason must say. Uh, because I am means you're ultimately going to the higher G, which is beyond even gnosis or grafting. It's, it's to godhood, and that's the secret behind the high, high Freemasonry. You become as God, and it's the same thing uh, with all the other religions. If you look into them deeply enough, they all come from the same roots. Rome took over Christianity, which really was a Gnostic-type religion. Uh, Israel at that time, or certainly Jerusalem at that time, was uh, 2,000 years ago filled with different sects that come in from all over uh, the, the old ancient world uh, with the Essenes from Egypt and other groups from Egypt that really were Pythagorean in origin with their codes mm-hmm. of silence for five years before you could be permitted to join. Um, and they wore white, meaning white as the sun, same as um, all the other ones who became white as snow. You achieve mm-hmm. godhood. And so every religion that we know of today was given to us by the same originators because they appealed to something deep within. The Catholic Church that came from ancient Rome means universal. They incorporated all the ancient gods of Rome who became saints. The Alma Mater that came from Persia uh, about about 500 B.C. became the Virgin Mary. The Virgin Mary is Virgo. Mary Magdalene, Magdala in the Middle East meant the place where the white dove for sacrifice was, was, was bred. They were bred in, in uh, Magdala, and that became Mary Magdalene. So everything right. is understandable when you do your homework. Right, right. And would you say that actual, actually Jesus Christ was incarnated God, or is he just a part of the story that uh, he actually took from Egypt and from uh, Hindu religions and basically retold the same story, or was he actually a god incarnated? Could you please uh, address this issue? Well, the thing is, if he was a god uh, incarnated, he would not be praying to himself when he was well, in the garden. <laughs> well, well, uh, Christian uh, teaching says that he was actually uh, hypostasy of the of the Godhead, and so uh, he was actually a human being. And manifested in flesh. I mean, sorry, God manifested in flesh, uh-huh. and therefore He was praying to His heavenly Father, who was another part of the person of God, yeah. the Godhead. Yeah, what they mean? What they mean by that? Even in, in the, the, the old esoteric things of the period was Gnostic again. They, they criticized Constantine for stealing their deity which was a perfection of what all men could become if they sought after the truth. And that's why they said that Jesus left no footprints in the sand. It was something that that was in your mind. 
that you had tried to achieve to become a god, but you didn't become god until you could give say goodbye to the past. You were not afraid of what you'd done. You had come to terms with it. You were not afraid of the future, and therefore you were hung as the sun hangs between the mm-hmm. past and the present. The, the two robbers, the two unworthy thieves. Uh, that's what it means. The one who is forgiven is the future, because that's the one you can change. And there is not really any proof besides the origins of Christianity. I mean, you cannot verify that the origins of Christianity were started with Jesus Christ dying. And no, you can't. And, and you cannot uh, even verify a place called Israel, because outside of the Bible that was written much, much later, um, and the New Testament too, um, uh, there's no history in Egyptian records or the Persian records or any, any other records of a place called Israel. Uh, what about Israeli kingdom when Solomon ruled and King David and all Solomon that? means Saul on, on. It means the son in three languages. That's what Solomon is. It's so three times say, great. He is Hermes Trismegistus, three times great. Saul on. on. Uh, that's all it means. Not existent? No. He, wasn't, he didn't exist? No. No. So who was it then? Saul, uh, Saul is the son. Om is the sun, and On is the sun. Three times great. It's a figurative, esoteric, Masonic, ancient Masonic, a term for the perfected man that anyone could become. Even the name David comes from Devi, which means God. Right, right. So basically, Joseph was Flavius, and he talked in Jewish antiquities. He was basically retelling the Bible when he was... Yeah, it's, it's all rehashing the same old esoteric stuff. One for the public to believe in, and one for those who understand and who know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at even even the, the temple itself, uh, each part of the temple that was built, which was much so- smaller than Solomon's house, by the way, uh, right. is, is simply the perfect square or ashlar again, um, and, and the brass and so on all mean higher things in the esoteric religion. So, so what if let's say all the religions and all the philosophies are basically were put down for control purposes in order to exercise con- control on dumb masses, then um, may I ask you, what is actually the truth in the world? How, how can I find the truth? What is the truth? The, tr- the only truth you have is in the upper room, which is inside your skull, uh, where you have the five senses that all come together, the five points of everything. Your five senses, you must use your own, and that's where you go within. And for a creator... You must, you must look out as well and within to come in tune with the Creator. They said that even in the ancient times and even within Judaism, they say that no one knows the Creator. All they can say is what the Creator is not by what they witness mm. here. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's basically like the teaching of the Muslims who say that God is kind of far away uh, living in other planets or other galaxies and we must reach to Him. That's because right. he basically left us not alone, but he gave us a free will and uh, choices that we actually have a ability to make. Yes, and that's what they say, that the narrow path versus the broad way. That's why in every capital down through the ages you have a broad way. And, and the broad way is the way of the world. The narrow path is the way for, for the very few to seek because it's outside of mainstream religion. So, so basically, the, uh, the conceptions of hell and heaven were given to us in order to scare us into submission of the actual um, uh, actual authoritative body of the 
Sure. Yeah. Is that correct? That's right. If you, if you have two pyramids, one balanced on top of the other, at the, apex, the two apexes touching, uh, then what you see there is, is as above, so below. So you have a hierarchy in the heavens, and then they give the same hierarchy, starting with the king all, all the way down to the bottom, the base material, the people. And so the, the religions were, were taught and, and reinforced and pushed uh, for the divine right of those at the top, the apex, to rule, to, because they were copying what they saw in the heavens. And they, that's why they, they gave us the different members of the zodiac and the constellations that you see all over the sky. It's a story of control, and then they used that esoterically and exoterically to control the public beneath them. And even with angels, you have the seraphim at the top. There's a hierarchy mm-hmm. of angels, degreed system, and... Um, the seraphim is the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Uh, that's why the mm-hmm. Scottish Rite Freemasonry, the seraphim, if you speak it out, the abbreviation uh, gives you the, the higher order of angels or angles. That's what an angel is. It's an angle. Right. Uh, uh, Alan, what? May I ask another question? Do you have other callers on the line? If you're very quick. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, my last question is, um, many uh, people who speak in speak about the truth and trying to wake people up, such as Alex Jones and yourself. Um, I have a question. What is the actual purpose of waking people up if most of them don't want to wake up from the... Because the direction direction is not so much for the masses. The masses go with with whoever directs them. Uh, The question is to help others who are awake, who've asked the right questions their whole life long, generally, from childhood onwards who are awake and who are seeking something bigger and better beyond all of this. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. Poor stay poor, the rich get rich, that's how it goes, everybody knows. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, back with Cutting Through the Matrix, but just to finish off from the last caller, is to do with what's the point of this, well the point is to at least deflect the direction in which we're going, the direction in which it was planned a long time ago. And sometimes, you know, something which is big, a big mass of, of uh, rubble coming your way can be deflected with something with just the right force at the right place at the right time. And that's what we're trying to do is to show at least another way or get a breathing space and allow people to debate for the first time in history, perhaps the direction the society should go, because we've never, ever, ever had that opportunity. We've, we've left it to groups that are well-funded by the big foundations to do all our deciding for us and stating what humanity wants. The individual has never been asked what humanity wants. And that's all we can really do. That's all it's about. Now we have Harley in Michigan. Are you there, Harley? Hello, Harley? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Yeah, not so bad. Good, good. Hey, real quick, uh, just want to let you know you are right uh, down here in the south uh, uh, west, southeast, I'm sorry, where I'm staying at. Uh, we've been hit with a serious uh, heat wave for the month of October. We just cooled down today. And also, too, I can feel the effects of the spring because I've been tired just 
Yeah. Oh man, I can't even. I mean, I can't even count how many days. I mean, I'm, I'm on a Sunday. I can probably sleep in for up to twelve in the afternoon. You know, because I'm so tired. Yes, but, and uh, I, I got a lot of photographs sent uh, from from the southern states, uh, including Phoenix there, and tremendous spraying all over the place. Just checkerboard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and real quick on about the spraying, and then I, and then and I want to ask: is, is there? I know you know we should be having some snow coming here real soon. Is there a a self kit that we can I can purchase to to test the snow for uh, even some aluminum traces of aluminum and then also too with this uh, the passports you know that uh, for us in Michigan for us to get over to Canada now we you know by uh, the beginning of the 2008 we all have to have passports and I wonder if there's a, if, if there's a GPS on that I'm gonna hang up and listen. Yes, yeah, you can still buy the chemistry kits, I think, in some places, although it's hard to get them in Canada now, the, the complete kit, because, my goodness, you might make something like gunpowder, like every schoolboy used to make a long time ago. And uh, and secondly, um, yeah, uh, this new card apparently has an active ID chip in it, which can track you wherever you go using the cell phone technology. And we're, what they're doing now is quite obvious, is containing the people within the U.S. And I do fear, to be honest with you, that they will release some kind of flu or pandemic down the road. It's the perfect weapon to use for controlling people, getting them terrified and obedient, and also getting them to move off out of certain areas into the new areas, the habitat areas, which will come along, which are already set up, in fact. So... That's what I see coming down the road. All those flotillas of gunships that put on the Great Lakes are part of that. It's for containing the American people. Well, from Hamish and myself up here in Arani, Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.